1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dada. Well, there is a lot to unpack. It's, it's actually pretty similar to what it's been for a long time. There's not that much news, but there's a lot to talk about. Um, the first step in the process did officially take place. It's not that we didn't expect it, but we did officially get the confirmation we've been looking for and that is at the very least Aaron Rodgers' intention is to play for the Jets. A deal has not been done between the Packers and Jets and it sounds as though there's a stalemate and that's going to be the biggest piece moving forward is how stubborn are the Packers going to be on their price. They have set a a, a bar that's really high, which I appreciate. And they're basically saying you need to meet us here. Now, I think the good news is I don't necessarily think they're massively far apart. Like I, I don't think that this is Gudikunswu wants two firsts, and the Jets want to give you know a, a second and a conditional third in 2025 or something. I, I don't think that that's the case. But that doesn't mean that you know there there aren't hard lines. In other words, the the Packers will not drift below this line, and the Jets will not come above this line, and they just cannot meet in the middle. And it's they they can be close and still very far away, if you know what I mean. So that's where it sits. And and we did get uh, confirmation from Aaron Rodgers that mimics what we heard from Trey Wingo, and that is essentially this deal was done on Friday. And by done, that means that is when Rodgers sort of made his intentions known to the teams. Strangely enough, yesterday, just prior to this thing going live, Matt Schneidman heard from somebody in the organization that Rodgers has not made his intentions clear to the Green Bay Packers. That part is so weird to me. And I don't know if he's just talking to a terrible source or what, but all of the media people are saying the same thing. Now, we'll, and we'll, we'll go to the the Aaron Rodgers interview. We'll go through the whole thing, which I thought was Strange. But mostly what was expected. The first part is the only part that is really weird. And I'm interested to go back through it. Maybe I missed something, but anyways, my my first big question is why is this happening? Right? Because it's easy to go, ah, a bunch of liars, bunch of this, bunch of that. Like, yeah, but that's not, you know, I want to figure out why it's happening. Cause it doesn't make sense. And you could say, well, teams are trying to, it's about leverage and teams are doing this or that or the other thing. But you know the guy's gonna go on Pat McAfee in five minutes and say that this deal was done on Friday and that's been confirmed by many people and will be continued to be confirmed. Now that it's out, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people that are willing to go to Ian and the rest of the guys who are like, "Oh, never mind, it was done on Friday." So, I mean, if 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 the Packers are just trying to push this out that you know, they're trying to win the the media battle um with Rodgers while Rodgers goes on national TV and says, "You guys are to blame," they're trying to win the battle as well by saying, "No, you're to blame." I mean, why why would you pick this as a sticking point? It doesn't really make any sense because it's going to be confirmed, for example, by the Jets from their side, because there's three points to this triangle and uh, the Jets are the tiebreaker. And if their sources are saying that it's done, then it was done. However, if the Jets are also saying we haven't heard anything yet, it's entirely possible that this is sort of the be, because the question is, what was said on Friday? I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing random stuff out there. I don't know. But, but again, I'm just saying this doesn't make any sense. What exactly did Rodgers say on Friday? Was it a very clear, definitive, gentlemen, I have decided that I am willing to go play for the Jets? Was it more of a casual, like, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I'd be open to it. At which point, you know, the teams are saying, no, he has not given us official word yet. And Rodgers is saying, yes, I did tell them on Friday. You know what I mean? You, You could have a situation like that. I just don't understand how we get here, where every single source... Seemingly from Jets sources, as well as Packers sources, they're all talking to the teams and the teams are saying, we have not heard anything yet. We don't know. And Rodgers is like, I don't know, dude. I told them Friday and now they're just battling it out. So I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to see how this goes because you got guys like Schneidman and everybody else that are going to go back to their sources and be like, what the F, dude? <laughs> Making me look like a jag off because he says he told you guys on Friday. What is going to be, you know, I mean, here's the question. Are there going to be any more tweets from sources saying, we still have not heard from Aaron Rodgers? Because if so, I'm going to be really confused. But at the same time, I guess you wouldn't have that because he kind of just made his intentions clear on the Pat McAfee show. So I guess the follow-up tweet would be, the Pat McAfee show was the first time that they had officially heard his intentions. Or is this just going to vanish into thin air? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand how we get to this point. But I guess I guess the point for me is it's it's possible that this provided a little bit of closure to the teams as far as his intentions. I don't think that that's the case. I'm assuming that if Rodgers thinks this was done on Friday, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really, really am confused as to, again, what all I'm trying to do is figure out what makes the most sense, even if it's like 10%, but it's still more than everything else, you know? But what is that thing? Because that, that's where we're at with, with this. It's, it's one of those things that does not actually make sense. It just happens to make more sense than everything else. And the only thing I can come up with is Schneidman talked to somebody who has no idea what the heck he's talking about and is way off. Number two, the Packers are pushing out lies to try to win a PR battle. And number three, they genuinely didn't get an answer. Now, to be f- clear... And this may go in line with sort of the PR battle thing. We know Rodgers kind of talks in formality sometimes, or or not formalities, kind of speaks, uh, I don't know exactly how to put it, similar to the whole immunized thing. You know, it's, it's he says it, but it's, you got to kind of read between. the there. There's room for there to be some interpretation. The Packers could potentially be doing something similar to that. What Schneidman said is Rodgers did not declare his intentions to Brian Gutekunst. It's very clear in this interview, Rodgers is not happy with Brian Gutekunst, and we're right back to where we were in 2021, right? Gutekunst played ball, he decided to cave, he spent all that time being buddy-buddy with him, and it feels like Gutekunst just flipped that switch off and said, all right, good, I don't have to do that crap anymore, I can go back to being a cold-hearted GM and not dealing with all this BS, and as soon as he flipped that switch, Rodgers is like, oh, okay, screw you, bud, and maybe... Rodgers has sort of had conversations but isn't super keen on talking to Brian Gutekunst, right? I mean, I don't know, but maybe he's not talking to him. Maybe he talked to the Jets and told the Jets what's going on, and and maybe the Packers are aware. But again, they're telling guys like Schneidman technically the truth that Rodgers has not declared his intentions to Brian Gutekunst while also being very well aware of what the situation is but kind of in a way being petty and just saying, nope, he never told me anything. I mean, I did hear through the grapevine, but I'm still waiting for him to man up and come talk to me face-to-face. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's exactly going on. And if you didn't hear the interview, some of this may be slightly confusing. So I think, because I think a lot of everything else that I have to say can be uh, followed up based on things Rogers has to say. So I, I think we can just leave everything else and kind of get into this now. And we might have to hurry because I'm thinking this was kind of a long thing. So I'm not going to go through the whole thing. Um, Pat McAfee is is very – um, he doesn't really want to get to the point. He kind of wants to let Rodgers do it. He doesn't want to, like, slam him and be like, hey, you're only here for one purpose or whatever. So he's just kind of like, hey, what's up, buddy? You know. And they're just kind of chatting. And then when they kick it over to A.J. Hawk, <laughs> I'm starting to really appreciate A.J. Hawk because he doesn't put up with any BS. He's just like, so what the heck are you doing, dude? Like, tell me what you're doing. So he kind of butted it up to that. He he said, um, essentially, the plan was we're going to, you know, the, the dream plan. We win the Super Bowl. I go into this darkness retreat. So he's been planning this for a long time. And then I retire. So that does kind of answer that question, because it was a question like, you know, what, what would he do? Are you more likely to come back if you win? Or do you ride off into the sunset? Or how does that all work? So it, it provides a little bit of clarity there. It also, unless, again, if you assume he's flat out lying flies in the face of the whole he would never retire the same year as brady i never bought that but whatever you could just say he's lying i don't know anyways then uh after who knows how long this has been of just kind of general chitty chat um you can see (laughs) pat mcafee just kind of looks over at aj just kind of like hey man you want to take this
0: so what does it look like what did you uh like where are you at right now when it comes to everything we hear about the jet situation the Coaches, GM, flew out to see you uh, in Southern California. Where, like, where are you right now? What are we doing? Well, you know, I think that, that there's, again, which is pretty standard, there's, you know, there's some information out there
1: that's true for sure. And, and again, this is, this is the weird part, the beginning of this. He says, he, so this is going to take a long time, but I want to play it all. He says so many words, and I get nothing from it. I have no idea what he's talking about. I mean i, I kind of get this like some's true some's not da, 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 without any specifics um but then he just he starts saying such random stuff
0: there's a lot that isn't true there's some that has parts of truth to it there's a lot that has zero truth to it um so uh i, I will say this you know for i know because there's probably a lot of different uh, you know non-usual viewers today a lot uh, yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't this isn't a decision day this isn't me deciding and announcing to the world that this is what's going on uh in fact that's already happened. You know, we're we we're, we're actually days past this. Um this is kind of clearing things up, I think, uh, for everybody interested, which there obviously seems to be a lot of people interested. So the the whole um and I'm gonna get into this now if you don't mind, that I'm gonna go for a little bit here. Hey
2: guys, there's four hundred and thirty thousand people currently, so a lot more people watching than normal, and they are all interested because you're a f-ing dog okay. as a football player. So go ahead and do your thing, pal.
0: Listen, you know, I I love you guys and I I enjoy coming on. um, But this was, you know, coming on the show was never going to be to announce, you know, I'm retiring or I'm coming back or blah, blah, blah. This is more just to tell you exactly the state of affairs where we sit today on March 15th um, because there have been a lot of changes. The the, the history of this and kind of the the timeline, which I think is important, that's why I'm going to go through it, is that in 2020, uh, they drafted Jordan uh, to replace me. Uh, now uh, there wasn't replacement right away, but uh, as is the case with the Packers and, and kind of the way they do things, they like to get rid of players like a year early instead of a year late in their mind. So there's probably some people who believe that I was a descending player and that it was time to make a change even though we're just coming off the NFC championship, championship game and obviously we got blown out by San Fran, but we had a 13-3 and season and and uh you know we're the number 2 seed and 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 made it all the way to the NFC championship um so they they drafted uh, a guy to replace me now you know maybe not right away because they, there was nothing about trading in in the uh in the media but even farther back from that you have to realize i was drafted
1: anybody get any information yet just just checking in they tra- they drafted my replacement okay well, they they usually like to get rid of guys earlier than later. Yep. Even though I was like, you know, 2019, we were good and stuff. Yep. Okay. Well, let me back it up a little further.
0: Okay. In 2005 by Ted Thompson. The front office at that time looked a lot different. The front office consisted of Ted Thompson. John Schneider is now GM of uh, Seattle. Reggie McKenzie, who went on to be GM of uh, Oakland. John Dorsey, who went on to be GM of Cleveland, L.A. Wolf, who'd been in front office for a number of years, whose dad obviously was an architect of the Packers, awesome oh. uh, guy. That was the front office of the Packers. So guy. the uh, front office now looks completely different. You know, there's
1: still- did that add anything to anything for anybody? Back then, there was a lot of guys who were really good. Now there's different guys. Like uh, other than just being a slap in the face to Brian Gutekunst and saying. This isn't the same thing because it's not the same guys. This Jordan Love, he's not me, and you know that because it doesn't have this stud crew like they used to have of of guys that all went on to be GMs. This is a bunch of idiot hacks and they don't know what they're doing and they drafted Jordan because they're stupid. You know, I mean I don't know that he's that's what he's saying, but what, what information are we getting here about him going to the Jets and why he decided to go to the Jets? I'm still completely lost, and I don't know why we have to go back and talk about Ted Thompson and his crew. Please continue. So
0: obviously some scouts and different people that have been around for a while, but that was the guys who were there when I draft when when I was drafted in two thousand five. Fast forward to uh, twenty twenty. Now we're back. And when they drafted Jordan, there's none of those guys there. Right. So this isn't a new regime. Got you know, it. the president of the Packers in, in two thousand five was Bob Harlan. Right. Um, you know, father of Kevin Harlan, Bob, uh, legendary guy. I love Bob so much, <laughs> so, good, <laughs> so yes. much love. Yeah, what are we talking about? And you know, obviously, for the organization, for yeah. so many people, of course, that work right. in the organization, for the fan base. Right. I mean, I love Green Bay, like yeah. it's always No, it's warm.
1: great, it's But
0: great. a lot of those people who were there in the beginning, right, aren't there now. Okay. You know, again, a lot of my closest friends are still sure, you know, the training room, a lot of friends, you know, yeah. Flea, Nate, Kurt. And and uh, you know some of the old heads, and obviously yep. the you know equipment room. You know, what an incredible <laughs> yeah. staff that is with, with Red and T Bone, Brian Neary and you know, yeah. and Kevin Delson oh, recently retired, but Kevin, uh, and Adam uh, in the cafeteria, uh, and, uh, and yeah, Doug yeah, Collins, and Justin Crab, cool. and all the you know awesome people that've been there Great forever. People. But the, a lot of
1: people who what what are we talking about?
0: You know, we're there in the beginning and just aren't there as far as the oh yeah yeah baseball. yeah for so the fourth Got it.
1: Fifth time You know, this
0: conversation would have happened a lot sooner had I not won, you know, back-to-back COVID MVPs. Okay. Um, So, we come off of last year with uh, obviously missing playoffs. I didn't have an MVP season. Yeah. Um, You know, I was interested in where they would be at uh, mentally. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was...
1: All right. Did any of that make any sense whatsoever? All right, because I think we're about to venture into things that are relevant. What the heck was that? I have no idea what any of that meant. They drafted Jordan. He was going to be my replacement. And that's because they thought I was descending. And that's because of a philosophy that Ted Thompson, who I just bragged about, put in place and was very fond of and constantly got rid of people a year early rather than a year too late. Right? And then if you go way back, like here's a list of really good guys that were there when I got drafted randomly. Okay. Now let's go back to what I was talking about before, say the exact same thing again. Then they drafted Jordan, completely different guys, except for some guys, by the way, here's a list of guys that have nothing to do with even the the front office cafeteria guys and whatnot that I really like just randomly. Okay, great. Thanks for that list. By the way, they drafted Jordan Love, my replacement. Oh, yep, yep. I got that written down four times. Rogers, do you want me to do anything with this information? And then he starts talking about this.
0: Take as long as you want, and you know we want you to retire, Packer. Uh, You know you want to come back and play. Obviously, the door is wide open. Um, So that was the information I was going. That was I was going on. Now, when I came out of the darkness,
1: something changed. I'm not exactly sure what that was. Just to be clear, before we move forward, this is what Rodgers is now telling us, which we already knew not to be true because he's been making lots of comments for a very long time, but he's telling us right now that his belief was that the Packers wanted him back and the door was wide open. Um, Then he goes into the darkness retreat. He comes out and something had changed. That is the statement he's giving us right now. Whereas when
0: something changed... And I got back to my phone after five days off of it, you know, because your phone's on, on the entire time. There's no Wi-Fi on that, uh, you know, hippie mountain. Um, and when I got back to that little uh, shack they have where there's, a, you know, one bar of Wi-Fi, I got back to, the, you know, under, um, text messages and emails and all different things. Um, I realized that there had been a little bit of a shift. Um, and that, that, uh, I heard from multiple, uh, people that I trust, uh, around the league players, mostly, um, that, that there was some shopping going on that, that, uh, the, they were interested in actually moving me and at this point. You know, I, I got to admit, I went in the darkness, 90% retiring, 10% playing. That's where
1: I'm. All right. Pause. So that's, that's obviously massive news. He was going to retire. He came out of the darkness. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. This is a thing. Again, I, you could say he's lying if you want, but it also flies in the face of what? The people saying he would never walk away from $60 million. According to Rodgers, he was going to walk away from the money. Maybe he's lying, I don't know. I tend to take him at his word because I have no reason to really believe he's lying at all, but whatever. But here, here's the other thing that bothers me. He got a bunch of text messages from players who are not in conversations with Gudekunst or anything else saying the Packers are shopping you. He says he trusts these people. Okay, fine. Two big issues. Number one, we're talking about the telephone game. I heard from a guy who heard from a guy who heard from a guy. He's participating in the exact thing that he hates. He hates when this stuff happens to him, right? We all speculate about speculation and it turns into this monster and he comes out and he's like, you guys, you got to freaking stop. But he altered his entire life based on that exact thing. Now, I had speculated that what he was upset about when he came out, because he talked about it on the Pat McAfee show when he made that, which is interesting comment, I had speculated that it was about the media reports. Because remember, everybody in the media said the Packers are moving on, this is done, and it was all based on nonsense. It was all based on nothing. There were zero, zero, zero actual reports. Now, if he heard something that's more definitive, that's fine. But here's my second problem. Why would this be an issue? The Packers are having conversations about a trade. I mean, I I don't understand the idea that they shouldn't be allowed to even talk about it. You can't even pick up the phone until I make a decision. Listen, I'm gathering information. I told you if you want to come back and play, you're welcome to. That was my stance. But I don't know what you're going to say. I don't know if you want to come back. I don't know if you want to retire. I don't know if you want to go somewhere else. But I need to do my own fact finding. So yes, I'm calling. Yes, I'm making calls. Now, maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe it it really did have to do with this whole Bob McGinn thing and people are talking about how they really don't like him, they really don't want him there and all that stuff. Maybe he was getting that feedback as well. That's entirely possible. But just based on this little bit of information, number one, I don't like the whole telephone game thing as a reason to completely go into a rage. And number two, the Packers have every right, in fact, I think it is their responsibility to be responsible and to gather all the information.
0: My, my mind was. My mind was, I'm, I'm tired of this. I hadn't got back into my workouts yet, and I thought that that was what was best for me. So I went in the darkness to contemplate a lot of different things, but one day I spent entirely on the, the uh, reality I was retired, and one day I spent entirely on the reality that I was coming back and playing and just really sat with that for hours and hours, uh, what that looked like, what the reality is, how that all felt. And uh, when I came out, I was really interested in what the the kind of landscape was, uh, where where Green Bay was at. And obviously, uh, if uh, I wanted to play, you know, what were the options? Um, So it was clear to me at that point that although the Packers were going to say the right thing publicly, that they were ready to move on. And I I don't know what changed that or what moved that. If they said, hey, you know, we need to make a decision here because he hasn't made a decision yet. Um, again, there's no victims here. I'm not sitting here as a victim. You know, I love Green Bay. I love the fan base. They're incredible. I, I live for playing, uh, playing for them and, and, and for Lambeau. Yeah. A lot of love for the organization. Um, I just think I wish that in the beginning of the offseason that had been the conversation because I love direct communication. If they had just
1: now, this is the part I agree with him on, and I've made this comment before. This goes all the way back to Brian Gutekunst talking about, you know, we want to play the best quarterback that gives us a chance to win and all that stuff. And if we thought Jordan was better, we'd be playing him and all that stuff. He even made the comment before that, you know, if if we didn't want him here, we would tell him that he deserves at least that much. And I agree with that. And it does seem like they've been playing this stupid game of, you know, we really want him gone, but we don't have the balls to tell him that. And I think that's entirely wrong. I think that's entirely wrong. Now, I I don't know all the factors. I don't know what potential repercussions could come of that. I don't really know how that all pans out. Maybe they're worried about leverage in terms of a trade. I, I don't know. But just as a general rule, to tell a guy, you're welcome back here, and then behind his back, say, he's a piece of garbage. We don't want him here. We don't like him. You got guys leaking that out to McGinn and everything else. And then potentially even using these leaks to get it back to rogers so that he and we've talked about this before too about maybe they're trying to get this information out to him so that he just makes the decision himself which is exactly what happened which by the way as crappy as that is i'm so glad it happened that way because he was 90 percent gonna retire and we would have 90 percent got nothing So the fact that he got so pissed off at Brian Gutekunst that he altered his entire life and is willing to go through another year of hell to do something he really didn't want to do, which he just said, he's like, I don't want to do this crap anymore. He decided to put himself through that for another team, (laughs) just apparently to stick it to Gutekunst. I have no idea. I don't understand how that works, but I am so happy that he got a little fire in his belly and is like, let's freaking do this. I'm tired of being talked down to and treated like this. I'm going to go win a Super Bowl somewhere else. So yeah, good for you, man. More power to you. Go get us a couple first-round picks, hey eh, buddy? You've done so much for us already. If you can get us a little bit extra, that'll be the perfect parting gift. And uh, everything that's ever been done wrong, every interception, everything that's ever, everything that's ever happened that was slightly inconvenient will be forgiven if you can get us a decent haul out of this. If not, then, you know, you're still the GOAT. Still love you. But it would be great. If you could just do that one more thing for us, Rogers, that would just cement you, in my opinion, as the greatest of all time.
0: I said, "Listen, uh, we we think it's time to move in a different direction, and we love you. And you're, you're going to be a Packer Hall of Famer. You're going to go on the hall as a Packer. We're going to, you know, retire a number, whatever it might be." You know, but it's time to move on. I would have said, man, thank you so much just for telling me that. Like, I really, really appreciate that. That means the world to me that you would.
1: And again, he's, I don't, I don't think he's lying. I am i don't know that he would necessarily take it super well. I'm sure he'd be upset by it. But at the same time, and maybe this is what they're worried about is him blowing up and going on Pat McAfee and trashing the team and all that. And again, they lose leverage, but I don't know. I I. I genuinely think, you know, I mean, he's on the verge of retirement anyways, they know he already knows this. He's not an idiot. He knows that the season went terribly. He knows the contract situation. He knows that he didn't play very well. He knows Jordan Love is sitting there knocking at the door. He knows that Jordan Love looks good and understands the system now. He understands all this. He's not a complete freaking idiot. The writing is all over the place. So to just sit him down and say, look, man, we love you. And, um, you know, if, if things had gone differently, maybe we'd be looking at it in a different direction and trying to work some things out. But at this particular point in time, blah, 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 blah. Again, I, I don't know. I don't know what the concern is. You know, if Rogers decides to go nuclear, he could probably hurt us with the contract or whatever, or with negotiations or I don't know. But um, yeah, as far as the right thing to do, this was not the right thing to do. If all the reports are true about how the Packers feel, that they're sick of them, they're done with them, and they want to move on with them, to tell him we want you back and you're welcome back if that is what you want. And I've gotten 600 calls from Blaine today. <laughs> all right, where were we? Anyways, let's continue.
0: That You would, uh, you would tell me that? Um, because I really believe that's a sentiment, and that's fine. It really is. It's totally fine. This is, this is a, an incredible profession, but it's a tough business mm. for sure. You've said that In for a order-
2: long time. Aaron, you've said and it for a long some
0: time. Of, some of these issues were things I was talking about two years ago. You know, it, it was it was how do we treat uh, older
1: players on the way out, and it's see, and and again, the, the, he's not uh, he he is being very transparent here because this was the feeling I was getting, and I actually messaged the the guys about this, and then then I continued listening, and he dropped this, so he's even saying that this is back to twenty twenty one, and so the. The interesting thing about it is, again, Guttekunst and, and those guys, they have a way of doing business. And Gudekunst decided he was going to swallow his pride and was going to play by the rules, and he was going to cave to Aaron Rodgers and give him whatever he wants and all that stuff. And Rodgers said the relationship was great. And um, now that Guttekunst is kind of done with it, suddenly we're back to square one. And Rodgers is not a fan. He doesn't like it. And Gudekunst is basically, it seems as though his attitude is, pfft, I don't want to be too graphic about it, but you know, I mean, whatever, too bad, suck it up, get over it. Um, and, and listen, I don't know exactly how the dynamic works, but just the way that I described it, which is based off of what Rogers is, is describing. It certainly doesn't sound great from Brian Gutekunst. Again, I'm fine with them just doing business like it's business. I don't like that they caved to Aaron Rogers. I don't think that it proved to be a very good uh decision in the end and i hope that they don't do that again and i hope that they go back to doing things the way that they did before i mean there's there's a way to be polite and everything and certainly as as rogers pointed out at least be straightforward with guys et cetera. Et cetera. but um you know all that but at least from aaron rogers position based on what he's saying it does sound a little you know how sometimes when young people let's just say young ladies in particular they tend to have a very pure view of people, especially young men, a very innocent view. And there are occasionally guys who will come along and say all the right things to get what they want. And then they get what they want and they decide to move on and a switch flips and they're not the same person anymore. And they're not saying those sweet things anymore. And they're not answering your phone calls. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of has that vibe to it you know Rogers is like hey man you know this isn't right you should be and good comes like you're right we we've been doing it wrong we need to change some things we got to do all the right things we're going to fly out here we're going to meet you we're going to have conversations we're going to have heart to heart meetings and Rogers he kind of again just kind of going off the cuff a little bit but he kind of fell for it he he was talking about how oh we're having great heart to heart things and we're getting close and it's like a family and I love Brian and and Brian loves me and I love Matt and Matt loves me and it's all this big happy family and now he's here and like everybody's behind his back flipping him the bird saying we're sick of this freaking diva and all his demands and all this garbage and he plays like crap and get him out of here and it's like you know again I'm 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 making part of this up but if that is the vision it's a little messed up right I don't know how all this went down but the picture that I'm getting, at least the clearest picture that I can, is that Brian Gutekunst. He, he he. What he did is he folded. But I think the the real harsh thing is, he made it seem real. He made that connection with Rogers seem real. And as soon as it was done. He closed the door and suddenly it's like he doesn't want to be friends. He doesn't want to be open. And maybe that's not true. I don't know. But this seems to be Rogers' perception of things. And I think he's upset about it. And he's flat out saying right now, we're right back to 2021. You cross the line. You don't want to be friends. I don't want to be friends with you. You don't like me. I don't like you. Forget you. Maybe Rogers is just overreacting. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm just saying if we take Rogers at his word and try to fill in the blanks, read between the lines, et cetera, et cetera, it's kind of where it leads me. But I don't know what's going on.
0: It's ironic that now I'm, you know, I'm that player. But I think that's the beauty in life is, is the, uh, you know, the sense of humor that the universe uh, that the universe has. But um, so I'm uh, no malice, no bitterness towards the Packers. It's been bittersweet for sure the last, uh, the last 10 days. So I've shifted my focus to entertaining, you know, what the plane would look like mm. and had, uh, you know, uh, the Packers granted, obviously, permission for the Jets to come out and visit. We had a nice visit. Um, they decided to leave their cars in the street, which attracted paparazzi attention, which uh, got, you know, a few of them photographed, which I thought was pretty funny. But um,
2: Made a couple of mistakes, really.
0: But we had a, we had a nice, we had a nice conversation and I told them, listen, I'm-
1: by the way, I just saw this on Twitter. Breaking news, kind of, Uh, so I want to get it out there. I've been wanting to listen to this, and I haven't yet, but Trey Wingo was talking to the boys over at Pro Football Network, which he is a part of, but they did a little interview with Trey Wingo. There's a quote from that that I find interesting. People are saying this will take a long time. That's not accurate. 99% of this deal is in place. That's also relevant with something else I saw earlier that said um, the – I forgot if it was Silverstein or what, but the Packers are not asking for two firsts. So that those two things in conjunction, um, well, they work together. The fact that the Packers are not actually asking for this massive haul of two firsts and that they're about 99% of the way there, which means that this should be coming pretty soon. Now, again, that 1% can really stick depending on what exactly it is we're talking about. But based on, I mean, and remember, Trey's the only guy that broke this. He's the only guy that knew that this deal was done on on Friday, and and the way that people phrase this is he has ins with you know with Rogers and and certain things. So um, the guy that knew that situation is now telling us that this is ninety nine percent done. So, anyways, we'll we'll uh, continue on here.
0: I'm Ready to make a decision about anything. I want to get back into my workouts and see how it feels. Uh, you know, to really hit it hard for for a week I've obviously been working out before that but to really hit it hard for a week and and to see if the drive and the the passion is still there and and then I'll you know see where we're at and and so again this is why this is not a decision here the decision I think was made in my mind whether or not I was able to admit at that point uh, really on that Tuesday I wanted to play Um, and then it was uh, you know how is my body uh, feeling? Is it going to be able to hold up? So at this point, as I sit here, you know, I think since Friday uh, I made it clear that my intention was to play and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Okay. Um, And I haven't been holding anything up at this point. It's been compensation that the Packers are trying to get uh, for me and kind of digging their heels in. So I would just, Uh, I think it is interesting at this point to step back and look at the whole picture.
1: Uh, So, and again, this is what Rogers does with a lot of things in terms of, I mean, this is very similar to his laughing about which is interesting comment. Um, This is kind of the same thing. He's saying that I'm not holding this up. It's being held up by the Packers who are digging their heels in trying to get maximum value. And then he laughs and he says, which is funny when you step back and now see the whole picture. So I don't know exactly what he means by that, but I'm sure he just feels jaded about the fact that not only are they moving on, and maybe this is part of it. The Packers said, if you want to move on, we will facilitate a trade and we will make that happen. And so I think Rodgers is expecting them to be kind of flexible, not really trying to get maximum value. Just, you know, we want to move on. You want to move on. We're going to do right by you and give you what you want. And now it's just sort of like, No, this is about what we can get, which I I mean, and again, I don't know that that that's what he means, but I could see why he would be kind of jaded about that in terms of, again, this isn't about me. This isn't about doing right by me and and honoring my request to be traded. This is about you and getting what you want. But at the same time, frickin a man, it's he's the GM of the Green Bay Packers. I mean, he, he can do right by you by giving you the trade to the team that you want to go to, but also making sure that he gets maximum value for it. And, and that is his primary responsibility. Being polite to you is secondary at best. But again, I could see why he'd be a little upset if that is even what he's talking about. But, you know, it's, it's little things like this that are just kind of like, come on, man. <laughs> you you got to understand that this is how it goes.
0: Um, You know, my side, love and appreciation, gratitude for everything that Green Bay has done for me. Love, so much love and gratitude and just heart open for the Packer fans and what it meant to be their quarterback. And also the reality of the situation, you know, like it is what it is. The Packers would like to move on. They've let me know that in so many words. They've let other people know that in direct
1: words. Um, And there, now you're, you're talking about what, right? What does that mean? And and again, this is where I think he gets kind of upset. And I do wonder how much of what he's talking about, and he won't admit this, but how much of what he's talking about is he reporting based on the reporting we're hearing? And then how much of that is true? He's obviously talking about the Bob McGinn thing. Now, it's entirely possible, too, because Aaron Rodgers is who he is. He could have reached out to Bob McGinn personally and said, you know, tell me about this and got the inside scoop of of who said what or whatever. I, I don't know. Um. But that 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 is sort of a question that I don't think will ever be answered. But it's a question for me: How close to the reality did he get, and what is the reality? Who actually said what? And you know, I I I don't know. But um, Aaron Rodgers clearly is referring to the Bob McGinn thing and and the Tom the the Silverstein thing about. Um, you know, saying talking to somebody last year, even and saying you wanted to move on. And again, I understand being upset about that. When you when you have got a guy that's being all buddy buddy with you, and you have these like weekly meetings, and you're in his office, and you're you you know, there's eye contact and handshaking and and hugging and embracing, and probably because it's Rogers and he does that stuff. But you know, and having conversations about these things, and and he's telling you to your face, like we want you here, and the door is always open. You will always be a, uh, able to be our quarterback as long as you want to be. And then to hear that while, while you're not there, the guys are talking crap about you, and they don't want you there, and they think your time's up, and they think it's Jordan's time, and they're openly saying these things to other people, and that stuff's getting leaked to the media, potentially so that you hear it and want to run away, which of course is a cowardly thing to do as opposed to just manning up and telling me the truth. Um, again, I'm reading between the lines, I don't know, but I certainly could see why if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm sitting there like, dude, this is freaking childish. You know, just tell me like a man what you wanted to do so I don't have to go into my little darkness retreat, which I would have done anyways, to try to figure out what I want to do because it would have made my decision a lot easier if you had just told me straight up. So, I don't know. And
0: because I still have that fire and I, I, and I want to play and I would like to play in New York, uh, it's just a matter of, um, you know, getting that done at this point.
1: All right, so he, he laid it out, right? And, and I think everybody's on the same page, which is great. We, we don't know exactly all the details or how all these things come to be. There's certainly a lot of little minute uh, micro details that, that we may never find out. But we're all on the same page in terms of everybody understands the intent is that everybody wants Rodgers to be a Jet. The Jets do, Rodgers does, and the Packers do. All three are on the same page. That's what's going to happen. And the only thing holding it up right now seems to be the Packers digging in their heels on compensation. And according to the most recent reports from Trey Wingo, they're ninety-nine percent of the way there. According to reports from somebody else, they're not actually you know what it was? It was Matt Schneidman, because I remember my first thought was, Aren't you the guy that said that Rogers didn't say anything? I like Matt Schneidman. He's a good dude, he's a good reporter and all that. I'm just saying it that's the problem with some of this stuff. You've had so many people saying things and the reports are wrong. It's not that I don't trust Matt Schneidman. it's that I don't necessarily trust his reporting or his his sources, I should say. But, anyways, if that's true, they're not asking for two firsts, and they're ninety nine percent of the way there. Um, it might just be down to like, we got to work through some contract stuff. We got to figure out how we can free up. You know, the Jets apparently don't even have enough money to take on Rodgers right now. So they need to figure that out. Of course, if they trade some players away as part of that compensation, depending on dead money, that could be enough to free up some stuff. But th- th- it might not even be, we can't quite come together on compensation. It's just how do we make this work? And then, well, that doesn't really work because of the contract thing. So what else can we do? Da 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 da. And that's assuming the 99% thing is even true. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to that, and we can maybe talk about that tomorrow, assuming that this deal isn't done. And again, this this is going to be the new Rodgers. Like, is he going to break it? Is he going to break it? It's going to be – the new thing is going to be, is this the day he gets traded? Is this the day? Is this the day we find out the compensation? And every time I try to reel back and say, you know what? hands off the wheel, it's going to be what it's going to be, it's going to be when it's going to be, and we'll figure it out at that time. It's probably going to go all year. It might even go up until the draft. Maybe this will be a draft day trade. Maybe it'll go through the draft, even after the draft, and we won't get any compensation. I don't really know what the situation is. Every time I try to do that, you get these reports saying it's about to happen. Same thing that happened with Rodgers, giving me all these indications it's about to happen, this is it, this is the day, this is all this. You know, We're about to find out something and we find out nothing. This is probably going to be the new thing. Unless something just breaks through. And it could happen today for all I know. It's 4 p.m. My time. Who knows? Anyways, let us continue. People in New York are doing this right now. People people in New York are pumped right now. And
2: I appreciate you laying it all out there. Uh, I appreciate you detailing your side of it, why you feel the way you feel. Now, obviously, there's like 400,000 plus people watching. Not everybody will get to hear that. I hope everybody gets a chance to hear why you are in the position that you're in, and also why you chose to come on here today, because there's a lot of drama allegedly being built by you, dragging this out. Is this guy doing this? Because the Last we had heard, and although you made your decision on Friday, the last we had heard is you were contemplating still wanting to play, or do you want to play for the Jets, or do you want to play for another team? So, you giving your side of it, I think, lets a lot of people that are maybe hating uh, know, like, yo. Let's understand there's a whole nother layer to this, which is how all the insiders have been talking about it. That layer, are you involved in that process at all with what the compensation is? Are you completely hands off of that and you're just along for the ride with everybody else? Or how active have you been in the whole process here, Aaron?
0: Uh, Pretty hands off of that, honestly. Um, You know, uh, I've just been focused on working out and, um, you know, taking care of my business uh, out here. You know, I obviously have an agent, and, and the GMs uh, have been talking, I'm sure, about that. Uh, at this point, um, you know, like I said, it's my intention uh, to play for the Jets. Uh, but I'm still under contract with the
2: Packers. So. Yeah, they got no um, leverage either. I don't know how many people are watching. They're trying to compare this to the Matthew Stafford situation. Matthew Stafford, a part of the trade and what they gave up was because they were taking on Jared Goff's contract that was massive. Your contract would be leaving the team, so take that out of the leverage pool. And also, they pretty much put them in, in a position contractually with Jordan Love because they have to decide whether or not they're going to pick up the fifth year. They made this decision by drafting Jordan Love that everybody else knows that they're going to another quarterback anyways and they don't want on the book so it's a vastly different leverage situation i think we all just assume that that would have got done i think that's why we we're all thinking that it was you has this surprised you a little bit as well? first
1: of all we'll get to rogers comments but he's way off on this and i've kind of talked about this but it's become even more clear to me he could not be any more wrong about this and and the problem that everybody has is they're looking at just the Packers situation they look at the Packers situation and say you know, listen, Rogers. First of all, you have to get rid of Rogers. You can't carry him. You can't. You don't want to give him that that sixty million dollars because then you're kind of screwed. Um, you have to move on to Jordan Love. Like you, you're 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 kind of stuck. So you don't have any leverage. Nobody wants to look at the Jets situation. They're far more screwed than we are, and they did it to themselves. They did it to themselves when they uh, told their entire fan base. With big old, I mean, they were so excited, they couldn't wait to come out and tell everybody they're going out and taking a big swing on a veteran quarterback. And so it's 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 done right now, right? So so they told everybody they're going to get somebody, and then they were much more specific and said that they're gonna go get um Aaron Rodgers. And as much as they tried to keep it a secret, they were they had him in New York and that that leaked out. Then um they flew out to see him in L.A., and that leaked out. And he, Rogers even said the paparazzi found him because they weren't super sneaky about parking outside of his house. And then beyond that, You've got every other quarterback's getting snagged up. They talked to Derek Carr. He signed with the Saints. You've got uh, Jimmy G is going to wherever. And and now you've got Baker is going somewhere. He's He just signed with somebody. And Sam Darnold is a 49er, if he even mattered. I mean, everybody is gone. And then Mike White, the only halfway competent quarterback, is going, I think, to Miami. He's gone. So Zach Wilson is your only quarterback. You have promised everybody that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here. You have signed Alan Lazard to your team, or at least you're about to. You um you brought in Nathaniel Hackett. Like you, you are a hundred billion percent all in on Aaron Rodgers. If if this deal doesn't get done, you want to know the difference in the picture? The Aaron if the deal doesn't get done, Aaron Rodgers retires and the Packers get nothing, and then they move on to Jordan Love like they always planned. The Jets are screwed. They go from what everybody believes are Super Bowl contenders. They're going all in. They're going to the playoffs. They've got all these weapons. They've got this defense. They've got this Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, we're all the way in. And now you're going back to Zach Wilson after you just said you're not going to do that. That's the Jets situation. The Packers, big deal. We get nothing. And Rodgers retires. We thought that that was going to happen anyways. It is what it is. But you're going to pay what I want you to pay. Otherwise, he can just go ahead and retire. That's the bottom line. That's That is the leverage for the Packers. Either this deal gets done or he retires. We, we get Jordan Love either way. That's our plan. Your plan is to choose, do you want Aaron Rodgers or do you want Zach Wilson after you just promised everybody he's coming? And by the way, Aaron Rodgers massively helped the Packers. Massively. Because he just told everyone, I'm going to the Jets. There's no backing out now. The Jets cannot back out. So if the Packers want two firsts, which apparently they don't, that's the price, dude. And you know what? You screwed yourself because you put yourself in this situation where you have no other options, and you can go ahead and forget about Lamar. Just forget about Lamar. That's not a thing. They're not going after Lamar. They don't want Lamar. Lamar's got his own thing going on. He's trying to negotiate a contract with with the Ravens. That's not a for-sure thing. That's not on the table. There's a good chance he's going to end up staying in Baltimore. So you can't put your stakes in that and try to play the, well, if he doesn't come here, we'll just go with Lamar. No, you won't. That's not a thing. That's you. You can't guarantee that. You don't know what's going to happen with Lamar, and that's going to cost you a ridiculous amount of money. And that's a long-term proposition for a guy that wants way too much money, way too much guaranteed money. And it's just it's 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 bad. And granted, the Rogers thing is bad business too. But um, no, the 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 bottom line is they're they are completely one hundred percent all in, and they've they've declared that already. They showed their cards. That's their problem. So obviously the Packers want some picks, but if you're going to try to lowball me, screw you. Brian Gutekunst is not going to look like an idiot trading away the greatest Green Bay Packer of all time for like a third-round pick and a conditional third next year or something that could potentially become a second or a first if he ends up, you know, getting us to the playoffs or Super Bowl or whatever. I'm not doing that. I'd rather he just retire. So you're going to come up to the price that is adequate for the player of his caliber, regardless of the contract, or you can shove it. And I think that is the leverage for the Packers, and it is heavily, heavily in the Packers' favor. Yeah, they're in a tough bind, but it's nowhere near the bind that the Jets are in. It's not even close. And so, you know, if if the Packers really wanted to play hardball, and I think they do, and we saw this, the same thing that happened in 2021, I was having a panic attack when Rodgers was talking about, I don't know if I want to play. I don't know about that. You know, I'm not going back there. And on draft day, I'm like, dude, trade him, trade him. Trade. I mean, this came out of nowhere. I had like four hours to process. Not even. I had like an hour to process it. And I'm sitting there going, trade him, trade him. We get like three first round picks. Trade him right now. And Goots, like, no, I'm not doing that. And he held his ground. And that's just how he does things. He's going to hold his ground. And he held his ground. Rodgers is threatening this and threatening that. And if if you don't, I'm not coming back and I want this. And he's like, I don't care. You're under contract. You don't have a choice. I have the contract. I decide what you do. You want to retire? Go ahead and retire. That's up to you. But I'm not doing what you want because you dictate it. He held his ground. And guess what? Rodgers didn't go anywhere. He came right on back. So I think that's just how good is. Good for him. He doesn't flinch. He is a very tough negotiator. And I don't know what he's going to get. We may not get as much as we had hoped. Again, it sounds like he's not asking for two. I never expected. I didn't expect one first. That's the other thing. We start spinning this thing up and we end up getting a first and a player and people are going to be like, oh, that's trash. Like, bro, we two seconds ago, we were talking about like a conditional second was all the Packers are going to get. And now all of a sudden we're saying it's trash because some people started making up rumors about two firsts. Give me a break. And again, from my perspective, Rodgers is worth nothing. I would not pay $60 million for a year of Rodgers. So I don't have a baseline for this. But anyways, the idea that the Packers have no leverage is insane. Of course they do. Their leverage is how screwed the Jets are. That's all the leverage they need. The the Jets cannot back away from the table. And if they pretend that they're going to back away from the table, that's a complete freaking joke. There's no way they're walking away from Rodgers. They can't. Well or no? I mean, not really,
0: honestly. Oh,
2: okay. Oh, okay. Why not?
0: Well, listen, you know, I think, you know, my plea is, um, and I would say this is debatable, but I'm debatably the best player in franchise history. I'm in the conversation for sure. That was awesome. (laughs) What's not not debatable is I'm the longest tenured backer in history. Like you can debate the first part. Obviously, Bart, Brett, a number of names have been incredible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But you can't debate anybody who's been there longer than I have. And nobody has bled green and gold like me. I mean, I love that city. I love those fans. I love that region. And I've never been a free agent. I've never even got there. Yeah, the team has done it, but it's been – I've never said, you know what, let me test for agency here. like, Because I want to – you know, I kind of want to get out of here. Like this weather or, you know – you know, the, you know, whatever it might be, just I need to, I need a new. Never, it was never that. Never that. I, I I love the Green Bay. I do love Green Bay. I mean, I love the people. I love going to Chives and, and seeing my buddy Logan. I love India by Von now. Incredible Indians Indian spot in town. Hell yeah, that's good. I love my I love my boy Rob at Frame Makers. You know, there I love so many people in that town. So many people that work at the organization, and and I love our fans man we got a great fan base i mean it's it was never about that now it's about the reality situation you know and i think there's probably people who are really wanting to move on and i get it i'm not upset about it i have nothing but love in my heart for every Packer fan and everybody that works in the organization i'm just my life is better because of my time at green bay but but we just got to look at the reality. They want to move on. They don't want me to come back and that's fine. They're ready to move on with Jordan. That's awesome. Yeah. And Jordan's going to be a great player. He's a great kid. He
1: ed- pause. Got to edit that. Rodgers. Sorry. I just I can't let this run out for 10 minutes and then I forget and I lose my spot and then I end up it gets dropped on the show because I forgot to edit it.
0: Edit. really good year this year, getting better, you know, on the on the look team. He's got a bright future in front of him. They got a good young team. I got so many great friends on that team that I'm still going to be great friends with.
1: Um, By the way, if we're going to play the uh, taking Rogers at his word game, which we have so far, what did he just say? They have a great team, and Jordan Love's going to be a great quarterback, right? Well, maybe he's lying, but maybe he's been lying about this whole thing. We can take him at his word, or we can pick and choose what we choose to believe and what we think he's lying about. Great team, great quarterback. Sounds like a winning formula. I don't know. It's just me.
0: But the fact of the matter is, like, uh, you got a aging, you know, face of the franchise for the last 15 years that uh, it's time to do do right by. And let's uh, listen to your language. Mark Murphy said it the other day, right? You know? Had a
2: great career. Yeah. If the only way Aaron would be the quarterback is if what we want to happen obviously doesn't happen. So that's what he actually said publicly, which I think you said, if he would have told you that before you were going into the free this process this you wouldn't have been so offended by it all. I, I think when you laid it I on... Wasn't, I
0: wasn't, honestly I wasn't offended by it at all. I'm not offended
2: No 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 yeah. no but like the miscommunication yeah. wise he didn't tell you that was the case. They told you to take your time and then when you came out of the darkness it was like a different message and you said this has kind of been an issue with Green Bay alum for a long time. It's like how you handle
0: the whole next well, look at the track look at the track record from the guy sitting over there uh, to know, what happened with Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb and, and uh, Julius Peppers, Clay Matthews, mm-hmm. Brett Good, uh on it. and on and on. There's just a way of doing things that you don't want to bring it back. That's fine. It's a business, but there's a way of doing it that allows the man to keep the dignity.
1: A couple of things on that. Number one, I'm still pissed about Gret- Brett Good. He should still be on our, he should still be our long snapper. Um, I want to dispute the Jordy uh, Nelson thing, though, because here, here's my issue, and I don't know exactly how things were handled, but here's, here's the problem. We've heard in the past, when guys leave, why didn't you just at least offer them something? There was somebody, I forgot who it was that left, that was like, if you would have just offered me something, I would have stayed. I don't remember who exactly who said that. So, so they were offended that the Packers didn't at least try to keep them. What was the situation with Jordy, though? They offered him what they felt he was worth and because it was so low that was offensive and they shouldn't have done that so there's a no-win situation here so on some level this is all kind of bs right the, the problem with jordy was that they offered him this low amount and that was insulting but the problem with other people is that you don't offer anything at all and the bottom line is this is all just garbage the problem that you have is that the packers decided to move on and you didn't like it Right. And, and if there's a way that they did it without like, you know, giving you a parade or whatever, you know, just I, I don't know what it, what all you wanted. Not everybody can have a statue or a banner. Um, again, if the reports about Mike McCarthy are true, that's kind of messed up. I mean, you look at Clay Matthews, I'm going to be completely honest. Clay Matthews had like a three year stretch where he was really good. And he started to tail off real early. And like the last what felt like three, four, five years of his career, he was coasting. And, and those last couple of years, I was getting real tired of him and Nick Perry because we had terrible pass rush. They weren't doing anything. Felt like they had terrible attitudes. I don't really know. But, you know, again, the idea that like, well, they, they did him wrong is like, dude, they kept him way too long. He should have been gone a long time ago. Clay Matthews was giving us nothing. Maybe move him to inside linebacker. He seemed to have a little resurgence in his career when we did that. I don't know. But the point is, he was doing nothing for us as a pass rusher for a long time. I don't know exactly what he's referring to. Same with A.J. Hawk. I mean, again, from a fan's perspective, maybe maybe they did certain things wrong the way that they said things. I don't really know. But I don't think there's a single fan that's like, dude, we got to keep A.J. Hawk. He's critical to this team. I like A.J. He did a decent job, but he was always seen as a disappointment for a first round pick. He never lived up to it. He was a decent linebacker. He was a good tackler, a hard hitter. It's about it. And you know, again, Rogers is—he's—he's he's a player guy, especially, especially the high end guys. You know, you got to earn your way in. He's got sort of that, again, that union mentality. You know, you're a peon, piece of garbage when you're new into the league. You've earned nothing. You deserve nothing. Whatever. But as you've been in the league for a long time, you are expected to be treated a certain way. And the reality of the NFL tends to be, when you're on your way out, you don't exactly get the royal treatment anymore. And he's upset by that. Now, I don't know what exactly he wants. They're not going to pay you. Again, certainly you could be polite about it, and maybe that's the problem, but I don't think that's always the problem. Again, the Geordie thing bothers me because it's nonsense. It was insulting that you offered him so little. Right, and if they hadn't offered him anything, you'd have been pissed about that. So the only way for you to not be mad about the Jordy situation is if they offered him a massive contract. Is that right? You have to offer him a non-insulting contract. You can't offer him nothing, and you can't offer him what you actually think he's worth. You have to offer more than you think he's worth so that he accepts it and ends up staying when you don't want him to stay. Whether or not it was the right or wrong decision, which it ended up seeming to be the right decision, Jordy didn't exactly go up and go out and tear up the league. Neither did really anybody else that he listed, by the way. Did he list anybody else that went on to do something? Julius maybe for a year. I don't know. What did Julius do? I don't remember. So I'm not really on the side of, of any of this, Of of, you know, Again, if it's about politeness, fine. Try to be nice about it. We really appreciate everything you've done for us. I'm really sorry, but we need to move on, which I think is probably what they're doing. And yeah, it's sort of an anticlimactic, you know, like I've been here for 15 freaking years and all I get is thanks for your service. We're going to let you go like a a 30 second meeting. But what, what do you want to happen here? Should we get a cake? I don't know what to do. What are we supposed to do? So, again, I don't know exactly what he's referring to. Again, the reports about the Mike McCarthy thing I find pretty despicable. But as far as like some of the specifics, especially when you start talking about Jordy and I, and I know what the issue is and I think that they're wrong about it, I have a hard time kind of buying into everything he's talking about, right? He, I, it, it, it's It's about I expect to be treated a certain way. And the fact is that's just not how it goes. You know, I know that everywhere you go, they lay out streets of gold for you. I know that you can go walk in. He's going to go out to New York. I was thinking about this because I'm, I'm pretty jealous. We've been talking, a packing it after dark about all the great food in New York. He's going to walk into any restaurant. I guarantee you the best restaurants in all of New York are, are communicating to Rogers, you come in here and eat free anytime you want. He's going to walk in, get the best steak in the entire world, and it's, it's going to be a table in the back. He's going to get all that stuff. That's what Rogers gets his entire life. And so when somebody says, thanks for your service, we're going to move on, it's like, that's not how you treat me. Well, sorry, that is how I treat you. It's it's over. So thank you for your service. But we're going to go on to Jordan Love. I don't know what else to say.
0: And honestly, that's some of the stuff I was fighting for a couple of years ago. Like, how can we do this a little bit better? If we want to be about family and want to be about love and, and taking care of our people, like... Let's let's uh, let's put our actions where where our words at. That's because it's really important to me. That part is important. And now I'm I'm the person, and, and look, I'm not offended by any of this. I'm not a victim by any of this. I don't have that mentality. I have nothing but love and appreciation. It's been bittersweet. Like coming to reality has been really bittersweet because I was drafted by Green Bay. I love that city. I love that organization. And always going to have love for that organization. But the facts are right now. They want to move on. Oh, my God, it's right there. You see it? and, now, yeah.
1: and now so do I. Hey, do you see it? They want to move on, and now so do I. This is the other thing that that gets to be, and, and I mentioned this before. I, I said that uh, Blaine and I were talking, my half-Mexican lawyer and I, having a very official lawyer discussion, and I had made the comment, it's kind of annoying that the only time you can get something out of Rodgers is when you tick him off. Right? He built his entire career on the fact that he was mad that the 49ers passed on him and he fell in the draft. Then he started to fall off up until they drafted Jordan Love. Then he wins back-to-back MVPs. Then he decides he's going to retire and then comes out of retirement because he's ticked off that he's being disrespected. He, he altered his entire life. His entire life is altered. He changed what he wanted to do from, I don't want to play football anymore, which seemed evident last year, to, I want to play football. Why? Because they said they didn't want him anymore. The Packers want to move on, and now so do I. Which, I mean, technically speaking, you wanted to move on too. You said you wanted to retire, but anyways, they want to trade you, and now you want to be traded. Again, it's it's all about that chip on his shoulder. And watch, he's going to go out there and win MVP again. You know why? Because he's pissed. And good. Go win MVP. Go Go be pissed over there. Go do what you got to do. I'm kind of just over it. Look, he's a competitive guy. That's just how he thinks. I think if you actually... Again, he wants to talk about hypocrisy in terms of, you know, you talk about family, but you don't treat people like family. All right, I get that. But you talk about all this inner peace, and I have no ill will. I have none of that. You canceled retirement and are going to take a career in New York to go do what you don't want to do, which is play football anymore with a whole new organization just because the Packers pissed you off. I don't know, man. Maybe you need some more poncha karma going on. Got to get some of those toxins out or something. I don't know. AJ,
2: do you see what I'm, you see? What's like? Chips are stacking up the chips. That's right. Stacking the chips on your
1: shoulder. We know. We know that. Hey, quick! If you, See what I mean. It's not even. It's not even a debate. Like they're just like, yeah, we we know. We know that. It's how that goes.
0: But say you came out of the darkness retreat, as you said, what five five days, four nights, I believe. Long time in there. Very long time. Say you check your phone in Green Bay. This is interesting too. Was you get your first text was, Hey man, we love you. Come on back. We need this. Would you have been gung ho going back to Green Bay? I mean, uh,
1: that's a good question. So, again, this should be an easy yes, right? But it's not quite that easy, is it? Not really.
0: Um, I just felt like well, I, I knew that wasn't going to happen, number one. But but number two, why the, that just... Why the, if you said, if you said when you because left though, at the end of the because season, of, though. Let me get to it. Because- let
2: him answer a question, AJ. Jeez, <laughs> ask him a question, let him answer it. Thank you, you man. Friends. Sorry about it. <laughs> That,
0: that just wasn't the sentiment that I felt throughout the season, you know, especially even towards the end of the season. It felt-
1: and again, A.J. Hawk is 100% right. What he was going to say before he got cut off is, why? You said that the feeling that they gave you prior to going in is that they wanted you back. So why would you feel like if you came out, a text message saying, we want you back, why would that be weird? And his answer is, because I had a feeling all along that they didn't want me. Well, wait a minute. And, and by the way, this is obvious because he said this. He said this at the podium. He said this all the time. He's, he's talked to Pat McAfee about there's just this feeling that something's different. There's a feeling out there about all this stuff. So he's known for a long time that the Packers want to move on to Jordan Love. Right? So to say that he's had a feeling this entire time that the Packers wanted him back until he came out of the darkness retreat, that's not true. I mean, just flat out it's not true because Rodgers has already said this. He's already told us that he believes the Packers want to move on, that there's a feeling that the Packers don't want him back despite them saying it. He's said that with his own words. So he's flat out lying when he says that he thought that the Packers wanted him back, and then he went into the darkness retreat. He comes out, he is shocked to find out that the Packers want to move on, and um, now he's all pissed off, and now he wants to move on. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Not like... Everybody was ready to move on.
1: And now, again, and now he's saying it again. He's been, he says that he's had this feeling for a long time that the organization was ready to move on.
0: And, you know, I was interested by what the conversation would be in the week after the season, but it was pretty obvious uh, they weren't, you know, they weren't standing on the table. They weren't doing the opposite, though. It was kind of in the middle. where Whatever you want to do, you know, we'll kind of do. And obviously that changed, and they felt like they had to take a hard line. Um,
1: and that's the other thing. When did they take a hard line? He's reading into things that have happened. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Aaron Rodgers has never said that Gutekunst or anybody else came to him and said, we're done, we're moving on. As far as I know, that's never happened. It sounds to me like this has been a continuous line for the Packers, whether right or wrong. It sounds I'm, I'm seeing a continuous thread. They really genuinely would like to move on, but they've always told Rodgers we're going to leave the door open. They haven't super made him feel comfortable, probably because they don't feel comfortable, but they've never said you're not allowed back. And that includes after but Rodgers hears some things, and he hears rumors, and he hears what McGinn said, and he hears what Silverstein said, and he hears all these reports about things that, of course, are not reports, they're, they're whatever, and he's hearing from, from players about, oh, I heard all this and I heard all that, which he's probably talking about Schefter, who is just speculating. And Rodgers interprets that as a hard, like, they've, they've, something has changed. Nothing changed. What changed? When did the Packers tell you, you're not welcome back here? I don't think that ever happened. Rodgers never said that happened he sensed a bigger change on top of the initial sense again it would be nice if the packers were a little bit more direct but maybe they were direct maybe they would have allowed him to come back they said that they would that's been my one of my biggest questions this whole time is if roger says i'd like to come back would they just sit there and go oh yeah i know i said that but no i mean mark murphy's already said that they would have allowed it even up i mean when was that like 2 weeks ago he would say yes. I mean, again, it was a passive-aggressive, like, yeah, well, if things don't work out the way we want, but it sounds like they would have allowed him back. So they never took a hard line. That's not true. They've had a consistent line that is essentially, yeah, I mean, you can come back if you want, but, you know, you don't, if you don't want to, that'd be fine with us, which Rogers says that's what they were doing the whole time, and it kind of gave him the vibe that they didn't want him there anymore, and I think that's currently where they stand. As far as I know, that never changed. When did that change? It didn't. Rodgers just heard a bunch of rumors and got all pissed off about it. And it's like, well, I guess they're trading me. Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing their due diligence. Why wouldn't they do that? They're answering calls. They're calling people. They're trying to figure out what they can get for you. I mean, again, I would I would not be surprised if the Packers leaked a lot of information with the intent that when Rodgers... And I, I talked about this. They did it so that when Rodgers comes out of his thing... He sees all this stuff and gets pissed off and wants to leave. It sounds like they played him like a fiddle and he walked right into it. I would have thought he was smarter than that. But, you know, again, maybe maybe he did read between the lines and he realized they leaked it and was like, you know what, I don't want to play these stupid games. But again, he's saying things that are just, it, it doesn't make sense. When did they take a hard line? When did they tell you you're not welcome back? And the answer to the question is they didn't. And we know they didn't. Rodgers has never said that they did. Nobody on the Packers ever said that they did. It's all just been kind of hinting, right? Just like what Gutekun said at the press conference. You could just tell they didn't really want him back. Mark Murphy, you could tell they didn't really want him back. But there's never been a hard line. This is a team that doesn't have the balls to just tell you we don't want you back, but has clearly been hinting to you they don't want you back. And it's up to you to decide, do I want to come back and in this uncomfortable situation and ask them, can I please come back? Do I want to retire or do I want to be traded? That's what it's always been. That's what it still is to this day. Nothing changed.
0: Which, Which... You know, look, nobody wants to be the bad guy in the situation. And, and honestly, there isn't, at this point, a bad guy in the situation. Uh, as long as everything gets resolved uh, the right way, they want to move on. And and, and now I want to play. And, and so that would obviously be me, me moving on as well. So you know how
2: I was saying chips on the shoulder there. I don't know if you took that as a compliment or if you agree with that or not. But Michael Jordan, right, at that Utah restaurant oh, yeah. we saw in the last dance, mm-hmm. that's all I need. that motherfucker say and the guy was like hey good luck tomorrow Michael Jordan like you're the greatest player of all time and he's like yeah yeah the way he said it though mm-hmm. like I like did you you said you were thinking about you know retirement 90-10 going into the darkness because the plan was to win a Super Bowl and do that then you come out of there and you chat with the Green Bay Packers even though they had a different tone how much of that was kind of a driver to be like yeah you know what, actually, I still want to go? Or was that something you thought about in the darkness or previously, like, if you could find motivation, if you could find another, uh, like, maybe mountain to climb? If you could, like, was any of that a thought that maybe you had during the darkness or before that was kind of reignited whenever Green Bay said, we're planning on basically moving on, or do you not view it that way?
0: No, not really, I mean, I don't think, I think when I left Green Bay, you know, a week after, uh, the season, eight days, whatever it might have been, eight or nine days. I felt like that—that that that was uh, that that was it. I felt like I wasn't coming back. It Was mean, just a feeling. I wouldn't mean, base anything more than maybe on on how they're acting, just on how it felt. Like I just—it felt like this was uh, this was my last time, you know, in Green Bay as as the as a starting quarterback. Um,
1: Again, kind of further just confirming what we just said. He had that vibe the whole time. He left that meeting with the Packers, which I've been dying to know what happened in that meeting, but he left the meeting with a feeling that he was done. Now, whether that's more on them or whatever, clearly some of it had to do with them and the way that they were going, but it also could have been how he was feeling. But again, it's, 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 it's bothersome the way he phrases it as though, you know, it it feels like if, if I was welcome, I would love to come back. And that's why I like AJ Hawk's question. Like, okay, so let's, let's just put all that aside for a second. If you got a text message, we desperately want you back. Would you come back? And he's like, mm, well, I don't really know, uh, plus he said he wanted to retire. He doesn't want to play football anymore. So all this stuff for him to come out and, and I know he's saying, you know, there's no bad guys or whatever, but he's clearly pointing to somebody being the bad guy. That guy being Guttekunst and Mark Murphy. Um, it just, it just feels, and I know it's his perspective on things. I get it, but. It feels, from my perspective, a little disingenuous, right? I mean, you know it's time to move on. You can tell they want to move on, but they're still telling you it's up to you. That's always been the stance. That is still the stance to this day. You went into your darkness retreat or whatever. Uh, you you asked to meet with the Jets, and the Packers said yes. And then the, the next thing that happened is you said you wanted to go to the Jets. That's what happened. And now it's like, well, they... Put a hard line. No, there was no hard line. Don't say there was a hard... Nobody did a... Well, I came out and I heard rumors. Okay, well, did you talk to Gutekunst about... Well, no, but I could just tell... It's a, okay, well, you know, y- you can't really complain about the, the schoolgirl pettiness if you're playing a part of it. That's all I can say.
0: And then I, but I was open to that changing based on how you know people responded or didn't respond. Or, um, but, you know, there was some conversation around... You know, what you want to do in the offseason, and uh, are you okay if we don't bring back any of your guys? And um, That honestly didn't have a, a big bearing on it. The, it was it was more just a sense that, hey, let's just be honest. Like, you drafted Jordan. If I hadn't won MVP twice in a row, this would have been a conversation two years before, right. which is totally fine, and I get it. And Ted Thompson, you know, rest his soul, is not there anymore. He drafted me. None of those guys are, you know, who were there other than Sam CEO, who was the West Coast scout, you know, who supposedly stood on the table to, you know, for me, uh, shout out to Sammy. But um. hey,
1: So, again, the the only thing I can get here is the feeling I, – I, I'm, I'm trying to understand this whole, like, the old guys aren't here anymore. Is he trying to say that they would go to bat for him? Because he's saying there's one guy that's still there, and apparently he was going to bat for me. Like, the new guy's – you know, the new regime wants their new guy as opposed to the old guy. But again, do, do we really think Ted Thompson would be sticking around with, with Rodgers? I mean, he was, the, he was as big a stickler of getting rid of guys as anybody. Maybe there'd be a little bit of sentimentality or, or a little bit of like, I don't want to lose my guy, but you think Ted wouldn't have had his eye on a quarterback and wanting to draft a guy and ready to move on and all that? I don't know. I mean, that's the only thing I can think he's getting at is, if all the old guys were here, they'd be sticking by me. And it's like, I don't think so, dude. That's like the Packer way. You said it. The Packer way is to get rid of a guy a year too early as opposed to a year too late. He also made a great point when he said, if I hadn't won MVP, this would have happened a long time ago. And he's right. And it's not because it's the new guys. It's because it's the way that it goes. You saved yourself from losing your job by winning an MVP. We all know this, Right. Uh, Mark uh, Brian Gudekunst saw you play and was like, "This dude isn't all that good anymore. He hasn't been in a long time." Drafted another quarterback that they really liked. Then you lit it up, and he's like, "Well, crap! I can't get rid of an MVP." And then you did it again. Well, crap! I can't get rid of a two time MVP. And that's where you know, again, he he went back to the Green Bay Packers rule book and something he, he had some kind of a quote, some to the effect of, "When you have a good quarterback, you do whatever it takes to to keep him or whatever, something like that." And so he went back to that rule book and said, I got to do whatever it takes to keep the guy. And you knew that you had all the leverage. So you told Gutekunst to bend over and you straddled us with this horrific contract. And um, now here we are. And yeah, I mean, you, you basically were living year to year. As long as you could play at an MVP level, you could survive. And now we're at a point where we're at the point of no return with the contract. You did not play very well as a quarterback Jordan is getting to a point where it's like, we really got to do something. I mean, all all these things are intersecting to one point. There's absolutely no doubt where we're at. And it's not based on Brian Gutekunst versus Ted Thompson. It's based on common sense. Every single possible data point says that we need to move on. There's not a single thing on planet Earth, despite Mike Silver, who is the biggest dope on planet Earth. I cannot believe what that guy was putting on Twitter. Just the most inane ridiculous nonsense <laughs> about how the Packers are going backwards or whatever I don't have time to get into that we can talk about that tomorrow but um again th- this is not Ted Thompson versus Brian Gutekunst I mean he he sort of seems to have this mentality where it's like if the old guys were still here they'd be going to bat for me and I could stay and which you don't even want to stay you said you wanted to retire but I don't know man there's a whole lot of double speak and all this stuff going on I'm sure it's just a lot of emotions and feelings for him and and sadness about how the way things are going and feeling like you're not being treated right because these are the guys that didn't draft you or whatever even though Gudukuns was there and I don't know I don't know I I, I don't I don't buy a lot of the to be completely honest Hey
2: shout out Sam Shout out Sam, shout out Sam.
1: Hey. Hey.
0: He's still there, but, uh, but you know, it's, it's a different regime, and every regime wants to have their guys in there, and I totally understand it. I mean, it's a business.
1: And, and that is true. That The new guys always seem to want to have their guy. It's, it's just kind of a known thing. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it is time to move on. You're not being pushed out despite the fact that you need to stay. You don't. You said yourself you want to retire. You don't want to play football anymore, and you showed us that last year when it looked like you didn't want to play football. You didn't show up to anything. You don't want to interact with the younger guys. You don't want to do anything. Like, it's just, and then you didn't play well, and the team didn't do well, and it was largely because of you. There were games we lost only because of that Lions game. They were trying to hand us that game, and you just, I don't know what you were doing. So, look, man, I, 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 I respectfully disagree. I love what you've done in the past, obviously, GOAT, you know, no question about it. Some of the best memories of my life, all that, but that has nothing to do with this decision that needs to be made today. And it's not about Kunst wanting his new young guy and wanting to push you out. This is this is as close to common sense as I could think.
0: It's like I'm not I'm not naive to that. It is what it is, and uh, you know I just have a lot of gratitude for the time there. But now it's time to you know it's time to uh, to do the right thing because I don't I don't think. You know, I don't think there's a scenario where they're like, well, you know, we want this and Jets aren't willing to give it to us. So we'll take you back. Like, you know, that's not that's not the reality.
1: But see, and again, he he makes it seem like he wants he wanted to come back, but they're not going to let me. And, and, you know, I'd love to come back. And I but I just don't see a scenario where they're going to be like, we'll take you back. Dude, they said you could come back and you said you wanted to go to the Jets. And that's why the deal is happening. And the only reason you're not retired right now is cuz you got pissed off. You never wanted to be a packer. What are you talking about? At no point in this story did you say I wanted to come back but couldn't. That was never a part of the story because that was never a reality. You felt like you didn't you weren't welcome. You decided to retire and then you you imagine some hard line where the Packers are trying to trade you and for some reason you decide I'm going to get pissed off and accept the trade and give the Packers all the compensation and go to the Jets. What is this line now all about, well, I just can't imagine they'd bring me back and that's just the way it goes. It's sad. Dude, you don't want to come back. What are you talking about? Anyways, I'll tell you what, we're an hour and 20 into this thing and there's still, I remember there was there's parts about the, the demands and all that stuff and all the Shefter lose my phone number thing. We, we got a ways to go here. Uh, why don't we stop? We'll do kind of a part two and, and whatever tomorrow. Um, I, we, we can't really keep going here. Got to cut it off sometime, but, um, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll continue this as I, you know, again, I'm, this is all brand new in my head. I'm still trying to process everything, but this is kind of where I'm at so far. And uh, we'll continue to do that. Please get your thoughts and questions and comments about all of this in to Packernet After Dark. Whether you are a diehard Packer fan, a Bears fan wanting to gloat, or uh, a random fan of somebody else who just wanted to tune into a Packers podcast to find out what the heck is going on with Aaron Rodgers, uh, please feel free to call in 608-501-0718. Call in, leave a message, and be a part of the call-in show. Otherwise, have a good rest of your day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.